I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Tip to Tip with Lou and Chris. My name is Lou. Hey guys, I'm Chris. That's Chris, as usual. Back to his uh, even-keeled self. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> We're... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep. How you doing? I'm, all right? I'm good. Have you seen that Don't Fuck With Cats documentary on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. We uh, Tammy watched the first episode, and then she decided to like inspire me and then we watched it together like over the course of maybe two days or maybe one day that, yeah that shit's crazy you know what's it's crazy and it was compelling and interesting and the issue i had with it was without that guy calling right they don't know who 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 told them to look at him but they got a tip to look at him they get they got his name what do you, right what do you mean well, halfway through the fucking show, they're kind of trying to figure out who he is, and they're doing all their fucking research, and they're watching their internet clips, and they're trying to figure out what, what country the light sockets are from. And then at some point, they get a message from a random account saying, like, the person you're looking for is this guy, and it gives them that guy's name. And then that's when they, like, find him on the internet, and then they start tracking him, and they put it together. But it's never, it's never said who gave them the name. And of course, everybody would suspect, including myself, that he gave them his name right. as a fucking nut job <laughs> right. and he wanted credit for his work. But without them getting his name, I don't know that they ever would have fucking caught him. So, yeah, it's cool that they did all the fucking research and figured out which vacuum, where, what, what country that vacuum was available in. And when they were like looking at street views, trying to find the stairs, all that shit was, was interesting. But I was like, without that guy's name, you got nothing. That's true. So like I I'm as much as I'm like it's it's cool I'm not impressed with their detective skills you know what I mean they were given a big fucking clue <laughs> and then he had already set up like all the crazy um, yeah jet he, setter he, uh, fucking I, social media shit I feel <sighs> like he he planned literally every ounce of it I mean not in a smart way but like in a I want them to fucking way. find out who I am. I want to be notorious. So, like, it's not that impressive that they figured out who it was. I feel like he told them it was him. But, yeah, it's super interesting. I mean, it's interesting like anything else in, like that, you know? Same yeah. way fucking Tiger King is interesting. I fucking love Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> yeah, that fucking... That shit gets weirder and weirder. It's very strange. I love it. I love when the, the, the unveiling of the guy with his multiple girlfriends and shit to do with the fucking flavor saver. <laughs> saver. He has a weird shaped body, too. Everything about that guy was weird, dude. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> episode 40. <laughs> <laughs> the big four zero. Very soon, our episode count is going to pass my age. That's going to be a fun moment. Mm -hmm. Couple more. Couple more episodes. Four more episodes, actually. Um, <laughs> today we're talking about, like I said last episode, Gadzooks, which is a really fun word to say. 
<laughs> I like I like that word. I, I don't use that word in any other way other than to describe this store. But you know, Gadzooks. Um, fuck it. Let's do the occupational breakdown. <sighs> subtle smooth i might put a little effect on my deep inhale right before i started maybe put some piano behind that (laughs) just a little you know i might i might (laughs) depends on how close to a melody i got there there you go how far off key i was um yeah gadzooks uh so here's the thing right i'm gonna give you this and then after the occupational breakdown i'm gonna tear your whole world down but (laughs) we're gonna go like everything's normal so hang on to your kids. My position held was associate slash assistant manager. My wage earned $7 an hour, but really $0 an hour. What the and I was employed there zero days. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain in a minute. My whole world's been torn down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to start over. No! Uh, give your wife my condolences. Uh, and that's the occupational breakdown, my friend. Occupational breakdown. Do you like typo negative? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly really haven't listened to a whole lot, but not really okay. from what I've heard. Yeah, so I do. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm fine with that, and sometimes I'm a little embarrassed by it. But w- they have a song um, where partway through the music gets real quiet, where there's like a kind of a synth sound in the background, and he goes, I'll do anything to make you come. But that's the reason the why fucking, you like Typo It's the negative. best. It's the fucking best. And when I saw them live and they played that song, I, I got chills. And I wanted him to make me come. I was like, listen, man, you don't even have to really do anything. Just come stand by me. I got chills. <laughs> you and Dan I think both. That, I think that song is called Be My Druidess. I have to look it up. But oh I think that's God. that song. Yeah, it's a it's brilliant. It's a fucking genius song, and I'm very sad that he's dead. Yeah. Um, did he? Did, you know. What was that? Cancer? No, I don't know if he. I think he just spontaneously died of being awesome. <laughs> like I don't know what. There wasn't like a specific thing. I think he had like uh, maybe some health uh, undi- an uh, undiagnosed health issue. Okay. Something like that, but it, you know, could have been anything. That guy was a fucking monster. I think he just died of being too awesome. His guitar strap was a chain. Oh, it was a chain. And when I saw them live, they had a whole fucking like winter wonderland set on stage with snow and fucking wagons and shit. <laughs> trees. <laughs> they had trees on stage. It was like, yeah, it was like, honestly, it looked like a Norse village. <laughs> oh my God. It was fantastic. I'm pretty sure it snowed halfway through that set. That sounds about right. It was the best. It was really good. 
Um, you know, we were talking about new, uh, new metal last episode. I'm pretty sure Coal Chamber opened for them. Yep. So that'll that'll bring you back a little bit. Ninety, probably ninety eight. I'm guessing is when we saw them. Okay. That, but uh, I digress. You know, I love digressing. <laughs> oh, it's your favorite. So we've already talked about whether or not you remember Gadzooks. Did you ever shop there? Did you ever go into one, or do you just remember seeing it from the outside? I've gone into one. I don't know if I've ever bought anything though. Yeah. So uh, the location of this Gadzooks was in the Gwinnett Place Mall, which was kind of walking distance from where we were living in Georgia at this point in Duluth. Now, did you you like Stranger Things? Yes, loved it. Did you see the third season? Yes. The mall? That's the mall that they record that they filmed in. No shit. Yeah, they filmed in the Gwinnett Place Mall. Did it look the same? Like structurally? Well, I mean, structurally there was yeah, there was things that looked for sure the same. Like I remember at one point being like, "Oh, there used to be a bookstore up there." I remember reading Tony Hawk's biography while I was on break at various jobs. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it looked similar, but I mean, obviously they made it look 80s, Yeah. but the, yeah, I could tell. And I remember thinking like, it kind of looks familiar. And I looked it up, I was like, oh, fuck, that's Gwinnett. That's crazy. So yeah, a little fun little tidbit for you there. Um, so I got hired about two weeks after getting to Georgia at Gadzooks. And uh, like I said, I was hired as an associate for seven bucks an hour, which is slightly above minimum wage, I think. But the manager said that after a week, if he liked me, he'd promote me to a key holder at nine bucks an hour. Here's where it gets weird. I very vividly remember working a shift. <laughs> I remember watching the manager. And like I said before, the manager looked like if Guy Fieri was in shape, like if he was tan and in shape. If you mixed the situation with Guy Fieri, do you know what I'm saying? That's kind of that's kind of what this guy looked like. And... Like he had tattoos and muscles and bleach blonde hair. And, and I remember he was like trying on shirts and flirting with a customer because she said that he was like the same build as her boyfriend. And he and she like wanted him to try on shirts to see what looked good. And he was fucking all in. Right. It was it was right up his alley. He'd been waiting his whole life for that. I remember him showing me how to ring up a sale. I remember I was there for like hours. I, I, it felt like a what would be a part time shift. Right. Sure. I just remember her douchebaggery slip just dripping off of this guy. Like <laughs> I remember him really well. So I'm going back and I'm looking at my journal, trying to like get dates and see like if my memory kind of lines up with what actually happened. And I didn't even fucking go to that job. I had an interview and then I decided I didn't want to work there because the guy was a fucking douchebag. And like the morning I was supposed to go in for my first day, I decided not to go. So what it means is I never worked an actual shift and that all this shit I remember happened during my interview. Like I went for an interview at this place and the guy had me watch him fucking flirt with a customer as part of my interview. What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. I, so I never actually worked at Gadzooks, which is why this fucking episode is a sham. And this is going to be, we're going to go, this go down as the controversial episode. Okay. Because I legit remember working at this fucking place one shift, but I never did. It was just the interview that felt like a fucking shift in my memory. And then obviously over years, just thinking about, yeah, I worked at Gadzooks once. Ha ha ha. Like, I was fucking flabbergasted when I read that in my journal. So what I'm trying to say is everything I've said before this and everything I say after, there's a chance it's bullshit. <laughs> 
Oh my, I don't even know what to fucking say to you right now. I told you, your world came crashing down. It's weird, right? I I'll really see you remember- guys next time on Dinos, Dragons, and Dives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that guy if he was like a puss magnet. If he got, if he crushed tons of puss, in, you know? In Georgia, I guess. Oh, man, yeah. Well, this is also in fucking 2000, which that look was probably primo back then. Yeah. But yeah, I never fucking worked. Yeah, exactly. I never worked there, dude. That's fucking weird. I fucking never worked there. So our three audience members are going to have to weigh in and and tell me. I felt compelled to, like, leave it on the list, even though technically it's not a job that I worked. I mean, I was given, I was offered the job. Did you fill out paperwork? Because that was one of the requirements. I definitely did not. That would have probably been what I did on my first day. Right. Right. So I had an. So technically, it's not a job, but I felt like it was. Technically, you had a job to go to. I did, and I (laughs) and I was there, and I stood behind the counter, and probably rung a fucking sale. (laughs) And I don't know. It's it's a weird one. It's a weird one, dude. But I didn't get paid for it. I definitely was an intern. I say, I Chris say, gave me the counts. Chris gave me the gladiator style thumbs up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Gadzooks. Uh, that store was ridiculous. I used to get it confused in my mind. There was another store in Woodfield called the Limbo Lounge that was cool. Is that before my and time? I, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this would have been t- you know two thousand ninety nine in that vicinity. Um, yeah, and my brain mixes them up, but Gadzooks is a stupid one, and Limbo Lounge is the cool one, mm. and that's kind of in my, that's the only way I can remember which one was which. Uh, Gadzooks, it had a car in it. Like, when you like went in, there was a car. Like a VW Bug or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Exactly. That was Gadzooks. But yeah, I never fucking worked there, so, I mean, maybe we should just fucking <laughs> go back in time and... Maybe talk about something else during this episode because I don't have anything to say. I said it all. That's everything there is to say about fucking Gadzooks. I did not want to work with uh, douchebag Guy Fieri. Did you notice earlier I said Guy Fieri? Actually, <laughs> like, that's how you I, pronounce it, though. I pronounced it very authentically. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, you said it once or twice. <laughs> Guy Fieri from Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let me ask you a question. So. Yeah, you guys get to Georgia, so you you've lived in Georgia for two weeks before you got this job. So yeah, um, tell me a little bit about what you remember about that time. I remember skateboarding with uh, Tammy's sister's boyfriend. Like he was younger, he was probably seventeen, and I'm at that point like twenty four, and. I was kind of getting back into skating a little bit. And then when he, he was like into skating. So I was like, Oh cool. And we used to skate together and like, I'd hang out with him. Um, I remember that. I remember trying to get the room, our room situation set up. Cause we were down in like the basement den area. Yeah. So we kind of, we're trying to make it ours a bit. And Tammy's sending me a text. <laughs> Even though she's right behind me, she feels like she doesn't want to interrupt. <laughs> Which, of course, I just torpedoed that plan by interrupting the podcast <laughs> myself to tell you all about it. Um, she reminded me right there that for some reason, Orion called Julian's boyfriend, whose name was Graham, boss. That's perfect. 
and we never could figure out why he was it was never obvious he 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 maintained he didn't know why orion called him that <laughs> we're all we're of course convinced that at some point he told him my name's boss because he thought it'd be funny for this kid to call him boss forever but orion always referred and orion barely spoke you know it was like 80 percent gibberish and then like just barely starting to communicate thoughts and ideas and stuff how old is he i guess he would have been two he would have been just turned two so two you know he was like just starting to use words in a manner that made sense but yeah he he called graham boss and we could never figure out why but it was always funny i thought it was pretty funny that's hilarious yeah yeah yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of memories about that early time in Georgia other than skating and well, so there's a story that's not it's later. It's probably the Christmas after this one, so it's about a year after. But uh it's one of my favorite Orion stories. So we're we we had our bedroom down in the in the bottom and then Orion's room was upstairs. So he had basically two flights above. And the Christmas, so it would have been a year from that Christmas. So the next Christmas, right after he turned three, you know, we spent we spent all night like wrapping gifts and doing the Santa thing, you know, and and getting everything ready for a nice Christmas morning for a fucking three year old, which is, you know, the Christmases you want to be awesome. His first ones he remembers. Yeah. And uh, so we go to bed pretty late, probably get like two hours of sleep. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like five in the morning. It's still like kind of dark out. And Orion's like in our bed waking us up. He had he'd woken up himself, come down two flights of stairs, gotten in bed with us and like shaking us like Santa came, Santa came. He's all excited because he passed like the tree with all the presents under it and everything. And of course, we let everything up so he'd see it in the morning. So we're all kind of like tired and groggy, like, OK, OK, we're getting up like, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. And then he turns and he, 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 he waddles away and he's basically wearing fucking like pajama pants and he waddles up the stairs and across the room we can see in the dim light there's something like on his back like what what is that like i don't and i'm like me and tam both like kind of half asleep we're like what what, does he have something on his back what is that and then we go look and he (laughs) he had had like a horrific diarrhea bout in the middle of the night that had just shot straight up his back And, you know, out of his diaper, because he's still in diapers at this point, you know, out of the back of his diaper, up his back. So he's got basically shit all over the back of his fucking, like, I think he was wearing a pajama shirt, you know, and I just like this moment of like, oh, my God, is that shit? <laughs> and are <laughs> so, you guys now covered in shit? Exactly. And we're like, he came running downstairs all excited to tell us about fucking Santa. It was shit Fuck. all over his back. <laughs> yeah. So Tammy had to go clean him up before we could, you know, start our Christmas morning extravaganza. But it was fucking hilarious. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> pretty memorable holy shit that was a good christmas he used to call the toys r us in georgia the big one house <laughs> what because it because it looked like a big house i guess but he'd call it the big one house with the word one right there yeah i want to go let's go to the big one house you know that kind of thing yeah that's cute. It, was, it was adorable it was totally cute but yeah the big one house for some reason always called that toys r us the big one house like and then it. Toys R Us became the big one house. You know, anytime he wanted to go to Toys R Us, he'd say he wanted to go to the big one house. <laughs> I love it. Classic. Yeah, there's a lot of good Orion memories from that time. I've always maintained, like, that's my... F- People talk about, like, the terrible twos and shit. Like, he was a dream that age. That's he was, cool. like, the best fucking kid. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. But, yeah. Um, well, apropos of nothing. Tell me... 
So you guys drive 18 hours to get to Georgia. Tell me what you're feeling. Are you excited? This is a new start. This is, you know, what are you feeling about I'm it? F- I'm feeling like that. I'm feeling like I'm glad to be somewhere new. I like going to new places, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. I like trying something new. Um, I was hoping I would like it, you know? I, I had sort of a negative idea in my mind of the South. You know, I'm a pretty progressive person. You know, we've talked plenty about my sexuality and stuff, and you know, I, I don't really vibe with the the uh, traditional Southern values, if you will, of Jesus and racism. <laughs> so, <laughs> no offense to the South, but I'm sure you know, like taken. Exactly. I, I just had this idea, like I might not like it. I thought maybe I won't like this. But I was hoping I would. I was hoping I'd be wrong. I was hoping that it would feel like a good vibe. And, you know, and I was like, okay, like, it's cheaper. The cost of living's cheaper. If we can figure out our situation, we'll probably be in a good, a, a better spot. And then also, fucking the weather. So I was like, okay, as long as we're not getting snowed on, I should be okay. Um, I remember feeling pretty isolated. I remember it feeling like... A little bit like we moved into the fucking boonies like we lived in the woods and it was like a nine mile walk on a dirt road to get to civilization and that's not accurate but it felt that way you know it was probably like a 20 minute walk to get to where there was businesses and stuff you know okay um and it was also like one of the situations where you're walking on the road and there's no sidewalks you know like it's just all foliage and houses and grass and fields and hills and it didn't feel like it was very rural feeling to me now going back there older a little wiser it's not really like that especially now they've built that area up more but yeah it felt very isolated to me uh pretty quickly okay so didn't love that about it but you know as you'll see in the next couple of episodes, we, we gave it a shot. <laughs> uh, you want to hear how I, how I staple my balls? <laughs> yes. I can't believe I've never told you this story. I feel like halfway through this story, you're going to pull a fucking Tammy on me and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, I probably will. <clears throat> um, so when I was a fucking kid, probably 10 or 11, my little friend group and I got onto a like shoplifting jag. You know, where we would go to, like, different places and just rip off, like, candy bars. or, And there was this place called Elements in, like, a strip mall area, kind of, you know, skating distance from our apartment complex. Like I've said before, we lived on, like, a college campus area, like UCI in Irvine. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, college kids and dorms and then married student housing and blah, blah, blah. But so we used to steal from this fucking place. And it was like a it was like if you combined a Spencer's Gifts with, like, a Hallmark store. Like, they sold stationery and cards and then, like, doodads and, like, tchotchkes and shit like that. It wasn't, like, the side of Spencer's Gifts where there's dildos and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it was a little edgier than, like, a stationery store. But I remember we would just steal random shit. Like, oh, look, here's, a, here's like, a stapler set, you know, with, like, with like little mini staplers. You remember those little mini yeah. staplers, right? And so we were fucking ripping stuff off, and then I panicked because I the guy saw us. And I jammed this fucking thing of little mini staplers 
which they were like on a plastic sheet, but they were open, like out, you know, like oh, you could no. actually use it. It was yeah. like the back of them was stuck to the sheet. I jammed it down my pants and then we bailed out of that fucking store and it's me and this other guy, Jacob, and I get on my bike and I'm, I'm like pedaling with this thing in my pants to try to get away from the store before the guy comes out and catches us and we're pedaling real hard to get away. We're riding down this fucking sidewalk with some grass along the side and some condos and as I'm riding, I can feel like, like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. Wait, what's going on? And then there's like the moment of like, where like the stapler noise, you know? And I'm like, ah, and I immediately fell like off my bike <laughs> into the grass, like sideways, just did like a roll off the bike to like basically pull my fucking pants down and see what I did. And I like, you know, when you, when you staple, but not hard enough to like actually fold the metal staples in where the staples still shaped like a fucking C. Yeah. It was like that stuck to my balls. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then like when I pulled it out, it like left two little you know red fucking dots where it barely penetrated the skin like i got this close to stapling my nutsack to you know to my leg that could have been so much worse oh it was horrifying it was horrifying i remember just pulling my i didn't even care that my friend jacob was standing there watching i pull my pants down like looking at my balls like what i do what i do (laughs) (laughs) it was was horrible but also kind of funny and then like weeks later one of those friends that had been stealing got caught and then the police got him to turn us all in. Oh, fuck. And so the cops came to my fucking door and basically they acted like it was a big deal. As a kid, I thought it was a big deal, right? Looking back, I know what happened. What happened was the cops got together with all of our parents and said, we're going to fucking scare the shit out of them. But I remember I had to go to that elements and apologize to the manager. And, and, I, and my mom gave me a $10 bill to hand to him when I apologized for stealing. And it was like one of the most uncomfortable moments in my life at that time. Like as a little kid, like, I'm sorry for stealing from your store and then giving a $10 bill. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, it was fucking ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Stapled my balls. I'm glad. Stapled my balls. I'm glad your balls are okay. You know what? I mean, whether or not uh, anything good's happening, they're okay. They're, you know, (laughs) they're doing the bare minimum. So <sighs> all right well yeah next time we'll talk a little bit more about georgia georgia's gonna get a little more interesting here in a minute but uh not at this god's not at the god the gadzooks juncture i'm not even gonna i think we'll leave the pp meter off this one uh, yeah i mean we could fucking i it, it since i'm not gonna give anything a two unless i actually get my like testicles stapled to, to my leg <laughs> uh I mean, it would have to be a two because I didn't even want to go there, right? Yeah. It was all that guy. It was like a douchey environment with a douchey guy. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to like bring out the worst in me. <laughs> it's like gonna, he's going to like, he's going to water all the worst parts of my personality. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, no Gadzooks. <laughs> and I'm actually glad I didn't because the job I get after Gadzooks is better. So do tell. Um, We're going to Pacific Sunwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like it's a weird coincidence. It was That's why right I was, across the hall from Gadzooks. <laughs> it was definitely down the hall for sure. It was not far from Gadzooks. Uh, did you ever bump into this guy? No, I don't remember ever having any kind of an incident where I saw him or dealt with him again. Okay, That's my only memory of him is from that what I thought was my first day, but was actually my interview. How did he look yeah. shirtless? He looked like in shape but not cut you know like he looked like 
he looked like good shape guy where he kind of stopped caring as much during this time of year. It was maybe his winter body. Sure. You know, like he looked like he could get in in pretty good summer shape in like about a month. You know, he was he was all right. Not my style. He had like tribal tattoos and shit. <laughs> you know, he looked exactly like what you're picturing. And not quite your tempo. Not quite my tempo. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be funny if you were looking in your to. journal and it said, I would fuck the shit out of this guy. Oh my God, this guy is bringing the gay out of me so hard. <laughs> no, he's he was not my speed. Yeah, he was he was definitely uh, middle-aged like moms. That would be his, his bread and butter, I think. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, next time we're going to do PacSun. Got some stories from PacSun. That'll be a, an interesting one to go down. I will but, see uh, you when I go to buy my board shorts. You know what? You definitely will. <laughs> we had board shorts. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk, I'll talk to you later. All right. Love you.